Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Huga Girls Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have a guest for you guys, which is very, very exciting. It is one of my friends, Christian Williams. He is a new friend of mine, and I met him at a comedy bar in my city that I live in, and so it's been super fun getting to know him, and he has a lot of really good things to say. He's not just a comedian. He is a librarian's assistant. He's a super bomb what, what do you call it? A counselor? Yeah, he's a summer camp counselor, but he seems like he really does the most for his kids. And you guys, this episode is jam-packed. It's not just about comedy, although he does throw in a couple of jokes here and there. Um, he also gives some tips, as I'm sure you can tell from the title of this episode, on how he relaxes, um, how he tunes into his breath work and deals with anxiety. It is, it's a jam-packed episode, and we cannot wait for you all to hear it. Yes, it was so great to talk to him, just to hear him open up about uh, the really honestly helpful ways for anyone that deals with anxiety or just, you know, life is super hectic and how you relax and how you really just do that on an effective day-to-day basis because it's not always as easy as people like to make it out to be. So it's great to have this open conversation. So we hope you guys enjoy the episode and let's get into it. Hello, Christian. Hi, Maddie. We are so excited, Christian, to have you on. Um, And we've never podcast together. We're kind of recent new friends, Um, but it's so exciting to have you on an episode. Hi, Maddie and Emma. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm a fan of the podcast. It's what I listen to on Mondays while I clean my apartment. Uh, It's a good little way to start a Monday morning, so I'm excited to be here. Love to hear it. That's so exciting. We are so excited to have you on the show. I know, like Emma said, you guys are recent friends, so you know each other a little bit more. But for me and for all of our listeners, I want to hear who you are. What makes you tick? Give us give us the rundown of who Christian is. All right. That's <laughs> complicated because I do a lot of things. <laughs> uh, well, I guess first off, like my main job, I'm a librarian's assistant, uh, but I work with the teen and tween program. Uh, I love working with kids. That's like one of my favorite things. Um, I spend my summers working at a summer camp in Pennsylvania uh, that I love a lot. Um, and then other than that, I coach basketball. I also train for basketball, like train kids. Uh, I shoot wedding videos on occasion when I'm free. Uh, and the way I met Emma, which is through comedy, which I also do about five or seven nights a week, depending on the week. So A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a man of many hats. I like it. So... I mean, I'm not going to ask you to choose what your favorite would be, but what is the thing that you do that really fuels your soul? Oh, summer camp counselor. It's not even close. It's the funnest thing I do. Oh, I love it. Yeah, there's nothing funner in the world. Uh, I get to play soccer in the rain, and they pay me to do that. Like, it's it's nothing but <laughs> kind of like living the most exciting life you can for two months and just getting paid to do that. That's so sweet. And you get to be around, you know, all the kids that you love and make impacts in their lives too. So that's really fun. I know just from chatting with you that you've loved to do that. But like he said, and like we introed, um, I did meet him at a little comedy club, a local comedy club. <laughs> um, and I, I am not one of the comedians. 
unfortunately, or probably fortunately, probably fortunately <laughs> um, for everyone, but I did meet Christian there. I'm doing some sets and it's just been really fun. It's a very like kind of hole in the wall place. I feel like, I feel like it's honestly gaining popularity. It's been around a long time. Um, but I guess for more of like the college community that I'm a part of, not a lot of people know about it. So it's been fun getting to go um, with my roommates and, you know, bring people to this little comedy night um, that is every Tuesday. If you're ever in Columbia, South Carolina, pull up to Art Bar. You can see a wonderful set by Christian um, and a lot of other people too. And I feel like at this point, I feel so, I feel like I'm so well versed with all the comedians. I'm like, might just have to, might just have to do a set myself. so I know that we are going to uh, dive a little bit into more about who you are in your background Um, and I would love to hear how you even got into comedy so I definitely want to put a pin in that because I want to hear about your comedian journey Um, but first we gotta (laughs) kick it off with a little ask the girls question so every week if you guys aren't familiar with the show we have you all ask us questions over on our Instagram so slight plug it's at Huga Girls Podcast that's H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast and we pull from the questions and we answer them but this week you know we have Christian on the show so Emma why don't you prompt us with the questions and Christian's gonna answer them we're so excited we are so excited so usually we don't when we have guests we usually don't do it ask the girls but I just thought these were perfect um Christian is now one of the girls um in in speaking (laughs) in regard to like a guy and to ask the girls so that we actually have two questions that I feel like are really important and might resonate a lot with Christian okay so first one is you gotta ask him back to back too this is important. Sorry, sorry I'll this set the stage. Important. Go, go, go. It's, it's your moment oh, to shine. Set. Go for it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the first question is, what's your opinion on dogs? And the second question is, what was the last artist you listened to? Okay, all right. These are two great questions. Dogs, everyone should have one. There's not <laughs> enough of them. Uh, I think that's an easy thing. I think every person should own a dog. Um, I'm very hard on this. Like, <laughs> everyone should own a dog. They're good. They're happy. They're joyful. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the second thing, what is an art? What's the last artist I listened to? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Oh, Outcast. Earlier when Outcast. I was. Yeah. That's great. So just like wondering, is there any significance you could think of related to these questions that might be outside of, you know, just the podcast? Like, have you asked someone these questions recently, um, about like what their opinions on dogs are and kind of gotten, oh my gosh. This- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, have you been texting me? Oh yes, it's me, Christian. It is- <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I have to reveal it live on the air. Okay, so for context, everyone, I have had Christian's number, but we've never texted before. Like, we just DM'd to plan the episode, but I had his number for a while back when we were, like, talking about doing this. But I realized I had never texted him, so I, like, for the past day or two, I've been sending him random gifs. Some of them are really sweet. I'm like, have a nice day or good morning or whatever. And he was like, (laughs) who is this? And he was trying to figure out who it was. And the two questions he asked me, and I would only respond in gifs, the two questions he asked me were, what's your opinion on dogs? And what's the last artist you listened to trying to figure out the mystery man or woman behind the gifs? And it was me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Do you understand how stressed I was at work? All right, so I'm at work, and I'm getting these sex messages. And it's one of those things where, like, 
I'm a very, like, I like chaos. So I'm immediately like, cool, I'm into this. Let me figure out who this is. <laughs> and then I'm, like, trying to eliminate <laughs> people. <is> the murder. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to eliminate people from my mind. And I'm like, cool, like, it's an 803 number, so that eliminates a lot of people. I'm, like, uh-huh. texting. I called a couple of my guy friends, like, tell me, is this you? Is this you messing with me? And so then <laughs> I gave up where I was just like, okay, I'm never going to know who this person is. They, like, beat me at my own game. That's literally what I texted my friend Timmy. And now to mm. find out it was Emma, it, I forgot that I even asked those questions. Yes, well, that's why I was like, that's I'm wondering funny. if he'll know. But uh, yeah, there were such unique questions that you asked me. So we usually don't do an ask the girls with a guest, but <laughs> that's what Maddie was um, yeah. kind of messaging me on the side. Was oh, like, I, you have to use those because I sent her the screenshots yeah. of our messages. It was like, she was like, you have to use those as the ask the girls. Oh, missed opportunity if we wouldn't have because Emma was texting me and she was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to reveal it live on air that like, you know, that I've been the one texting in these gifts and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wait, he asked you two very specific questions. So it's funny that you it didn't even resonate with you that like, oh, those are my questions. Like, that's hilarious. (laughs) That that was straight from your brain. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, that those were your questions. But we appreciate your answer. And Outcast is, you know, good music. So appreciate your actual answers to the questions as well. Um, and I do love but dogs. yeah so going back to the comedy and kind of where we last put a pen in it um, tell us obviously like you said you kind of like chaos you seem to be a funny guy you seem to wear a lot of hats how'd you get into comedy uh, so I did improv in high school um, which was a lot of fun uh, and then in college I did it I went to a Columbia International small college here um, in Columbia, and I played oh. basketball here uh, and ran track, and then I did some improv, and I really liked it, and I had a friend from improv who wanted to try comedy. Uh, he went to the open mic, which I now bartend at in New Brooklyn. I forgot that I'm a bartender. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, another hat you wear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also bartends on Mondays. Yeah, and Com- tonight. Comedy on Mondays. Yeah, I bartend the comedy nights. We give away raffles. Most of these people don't live in Columbia, but if you do, we give away raffles. We give away prizes. It's a lot of fun. Three fifty margaritas. It's it's a great time. Uh, I can attest that they're good. And so we, I sat there, and I told people like, if you go to an open mic and you sit there, like a lot of people ask me, want to try it. I go like, they let everyone talk for their five minute limit, and people will probably laugh. Like no matter how bad it is, you'll probably get a couple laughs. And so I was like, cool, I'll try it. Um, at that time, my friend had moved away, so I was like, nobody here knows me. I'll write five minutes that are really funny to me. If it's embarrassing, the story dies here. <laughs> and <laughs> luckily it went okay enough that I'm still doing it. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been four years now of doing it. So it's been a great little journey. That's awesome. That's I commend you because that takes so much strength and confidence to stand up in front of people. And, you know, I'm sure you've definitely had moments early on where you're like, is this going to stick? And so it's awesome that you continued pushing through with it and so obviously we want to tune into a little bit of you know who you are and that isn't just comedy um that isn't just being a bartender that isn't just being a librarian's assistant or working at a summer camp um but we really want to get to know you so we want to dive a little bit deeper into your personal experiences and methods with being overwhelmed because like we said you wear a lot of hats um do you ever deal with overwhelm do you ever deal with anxiety and if so how are some ways that you combat that is comedy maybe a way that you kind of divert your energy even yeah um so I think that like what helped a lot is like during the pandemic 
So, like, there are two things that stress me out. It's either being overwhelmed by a lot of things or I feel like most people when nothing's going on. And so during the pandemic when nothing was going on, like, I got into what was the naturally healthiest part of my life. Like, I would run all the time. Um, I did yoga every morning and I would listen to the same album every morning when I did yoga and it was, like, super calming. Um, And then, like, I kind of developed those habits to when I got a busy schedule, I'm able to go back and do some of those things that calm me down. Um... Like, I tell people, like, the album I listen to, uh, it's by Ravana, Raven, Ravana, I always say her name wrong, uh, but it's Lucid is the name of the album, it's a neo-soul album, it's super calming, and now whenever I'm anxious, and, like, I could be, like, a lot of times I have to leave work and drive straight to a show, I can, like, play that, and it naturally calms me down, which is great, um, showers are big for me, showers are big, uh, especially when I'm working summer camp, because you go all day, um, I have had a lot of shower cries, due to the teenage girls I take care of during the summer, but it's, it is, it is great. And I think a lot of times what I love working about, what I love about working with kids is like, you can be overwhelmed one day. Like as a counselor, I can have a day where like I'm dealing with a lot, but uh, kids are so thankful for that in a way that like it makes you, it helps you get through a lot of that anxiety and uh, overwhelming feeling of what's happening typically. No, very sweet. I am personally a huge music and shower person, too. I've talked about that on the podcast before. I love my shower time. I, You know, some people are just, like, jump in and out kind of people. Like, I take my my knee showers. I take, I take my moment, and it's so nice. And I also have those go-to songs. Music just also has so much power to really affect how you feel, especially, you know, growing up as a dancer. Like, you know, just being able to move to music has always been a big part of my life. Um, and also just having that kind of... Um, support music that you turn on to. It's like, you know, new songs are great and new artists are great, but you have that those go-to things you always resort back that you're like, I have a sense of like attachment to how this makes me feel. And it's really, really great. And I know something that we've talked about um, is also breath work and working on breathing. And you found that to be something really important to incorporate in your life on a daily basis and it definitely plays into how you relax in overwhelming situations because you don't always have time to you know take a shower you don't always have time to you know if you're bartending you might not be able to whip out lucid on your phone and start playing it um so how did you discover that breathing techniques were really helpful to you because that's something that like in my personal life I don't really incorporate a ton of or I just am not consciously doing um and can you walk us through some of your techniques yeah so I think that the interesting part about the breathing is I think that it comes from yoga and I think Maddie could speak more to this like so much of Mm -hmm. yoga is a focus on your breathing and what's happening in your body um absolutely and I think like when you start your mornings with like if you if you haven't I would recommend for any person to try it for a week of starting your mornings with yoga like it's a thing that I would do at camp I wake up at seven and do yoga by the lake because it's such a thing where you're focusing on your feeling and what you're feeling in that moment. And even 15 minutes of that can help you like realize how to ground yourself in other moments. Uh, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, and so a lot of times, like if I'm in the middle of two things, it happens mostly at camp. Like I could be, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific day. My girl's shower went out. I'm not a plumber, but my teenage girl's shower went out. And we had <laughs> That's about- a disaster. Yeah, we had about- 35 more minutes before uh, dinner started. So I had to figure out how to fix a shower and get these girls to dinner. Um, and like you're running and you're trying to figure all these things out. And it's weird how you if you if you take a second and give your body a second to breathe, 
your body will kind of relax. Like anxiety is so much about time. Like you're, you're, you're feeling like hours are passing in a moment. And a lot of times if you can stop and breathe, like that is such a thing that like immediately calms you down. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even look at, I give this example all the time. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I say it to my classes all the time is if you look at a tortoise, right? It's the longest living animal on the planet. And what is something about a tortoise? They have two minute long inhales and two minute long exhales, which is crazy. Obviously, is our lungs true? don't have that capacity. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it really does go back to the breath work. And obviously, you know, we are humans. We are not tortoises. But I think that breath work is something that is so powerful, especially when combined with movement, so specifically with yoga. And Christian, I really like what you said with being able to pair it in the morning with just even 15 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be something crazy. You don't have to do an entire yoga flow. You can just put on some music or even if you want to be by the lake or if you live by the ocean and listen to nature sounds and be able to really move your body and um, breathe in a way that is going to bring your anxiety down, but then also transition that into your day-to-day life. So if you're driving down the road and you're feeling a little bit anxious, I mean, I even get this way where I'm driving and I'm like, I don't know why I'm anxious right now, but I'm so anxious. And you can really, you can breathe wherever you're at. Literally, we do it every single day. And if you're taking a test, if you're driving, if you're at work, if you're like on a walk, if you're running errands, whatever it may be, you can incorporate your breath work into it. So is there something specifically that you like to do when you breathe? Like I know some people do, you know, seven breaths or seven counts and hold for three, exhale for eight. Or some people do five and five or some people see how long they can go, at least for me personally, if I try to inhale for an extended period of time, it actually makes my anxiety worse because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting how to breathe normally. (laughs) Um, But walk us through your techniques or is it just kind of like just taking a moment and more so being mindful as opposed to the actual breath itself? Well, it depends on the situation. So if, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like a lot of times if I'm at camp or somewhere where I'm working outside and it's hectic, I'll do like what is like a brute, like kind of like a beauty moment. Like where I'll be like, hey, you're outside, like look at the sun. Think about like that there are other things going on. And a lot of times like, it's weird how your body will just like focus on those things. It's one of those things that they'll tell you when you're having a panic attack is to focus on things in the room. And that's like hard to kind of do in the moment. If you're outside, it's hard for your eye not to catch something and kind of focus on that for a little bit. Uh, And then naturally you'll start to breathe more. Um, but if I'm in a situation where like, and it's happened a decent amount before I go on stage or like, if I'm like super nervous before going on stage for a show, um, where I'll hold, I'll do, I'll hold for a period until I feel my heart to calm down for a little bit. And then I'll just do the box four in, four out or eight. If you're feeling real, <laughs> if you're feeling really anxious, you can go to eight, but I normally, uh, just do uh four in hold for four and then four out. Yeah, I I feel like some breathing is something that I'm not as mindful of as I should be. Like, I don't give it enough power as as I should because literally yesterday I was telling my roommates, or Reagan, who Christian knows as well, um, she was just, like, talking to me. I was like, I'm so anxious right now. And I was cooking. I was grilling chicken on my my skillet um, in my kitchen, and I was just taking these deep breaths. And, I mean, your body naturally resorts to – like, even if you're not being mindful of it, your body – will kind of create this environment where you are breathing and you are going in and out. And this is something that I actually saw a statistic about, um, which is kind of taking a different route, but, you know, like, vaping is really um, 
popular especially in uh, like younger generations and yeah, even so even prevalent. smoking before vaping but i saw someone say which is actually something i had never thought about that part of the reason because people think that and you know there could be truth to this but people think that you know the actual like nicotine and everything is what's calming your anxiety because a lot of people are like oh i smoke or i vape to calm anxiety but they were saying like every time you're hitting something you're taking a breath so maybe even more than inhaling the nicotine or whatever you're also without even realizing it you're taking a breath each time you're doing that so they were saying for people that struggle with you know habits of vaping or smoking and kind of want to get out of that breathing techniques can be really helpful and improving that because what you're you're missing you know maybe the nicotine aspect of it and this obviously doesn't apply to everyone but what you can take away from that everyone is that breathing is really important and it's something that you know maybe you're like oh I can't stop vaping but what you really need is breath work to work on your anxiety and kind of replace that and obviously everything is easier said than done but I thought that was really interesting too um, just with more mindfulness and moving kind of into obviously there's relaxation and and dealing with anxiety are two different things you know sometimes you're just like oh I've had a stressful day I need to relax and sometimes you're like I'm having a really anxious day Um, But we just hear all the time that it's really important to take time for yourself. But life is very crazy, so that's so much easier said than done. Like, I don't know. I feel like we see influencers or, I mean, I'm guilty of that too as someone who does content or little Pinterest quotes that are just like, take time for yourself today. But it's not really fair to tell someone like, oh, just relax or like, just do something for yourself because there are always things that need to be done and you can't always do that. Um, so what are some creative ways you have found in order to create that relaxation environment without taking a lot of time? Uh, so it's a lot of, no, like, you know what you love better than anyone else. And so give yourself mm. what you love. I will blare Pitbull and Firework by Katy Perry in my car as I'm going to do something because I'm just like, cool, I have Every morning I have a 30-minute drive to work. I'm like, this is going to be the funnest 30-minute drive. I'm going to sing all of my guilty pleasures. And you're in such a joyous moment that you're having time for yourself when you, when normally, like, like that's 30 minutes that you have time. Like, if, you, if you're in the car for a 15-minute drive, that's time to yourself. Stop by a gas station, get your favorite snack, listen to a song you love. And it's weird because your, your body releases serotonin when that happens. Um, and it's weird how, like, you can trick yourself into having a good time. That is the most interesting thing I've learned about doing comedy consistently is that like you can trick yourself and an audience if you're lucky enough into having a good time (laughs) even though they're not. And a lot of like that is weird things like music and smells like these are senses that are so strong to you that a lot of times if you stop and get your favorite snack somewhere like the taste of that will just make you think of other things that are really good uh, which is insane. And to go back to the breathing thing for a second. I really wish Maddie could speak to this probably a little bit more. So yoga is what helped me realize this thing about breathing. It's because they tell you to breathe in certain positions and then your body just Mm -hmm. moves farther. Like it is the wildest thing. I I typically only do yoga by myself. I know. And that's why I think a lot of people are uncomfortable to do in the classes. If you take the time, the Nike app has a lot. I'm sure she could recommend some YouTube channels. Like if you do it by yourself because you're kind of going at your own pace it's weird how you'll watch like breathing can help you balance it can help you move and 
you learn that like it's such a strong thing that it makes you think about it more when you're anxious. Like then you're like, hey, this is a, an important thing I should be doing. Uh, it's also a thing I use a lot with kids. A lot of times, like when you're stressed as a kid or as a child and you're crying, like you guys have seen this, like you're just going. And so a lot of the first things I tell them is like, hey, breathe, hey, breathe, hey, breathe, hey, breathe. We'll talk as soon as you start breathing. And it's weird how like when they when they start breathing regular, the crying stops and then they can talk to you coherently and you can't really. And like that's just like they need that calming sense to go forward. Yeah, no. And I think that that is something that is so applicable for, I mean, kids, but even anyone like I have been in situations where I've needed to have uncomfortable conversations or I've maybe needed to stand up for myself or I'll get super worked up about something. And if you take a second and you breathe into it, you really can almost clear your thoughts in your mind. And something that I really love about yoga, like you were saying, is that it allows you to move to different postures and be in different positions, which at least for me as someone who is very involved in the yoga community, that also tunes into, which I'm not going to dive all into this, but it tunes into different parts of your body, right? So if you're in camel pose, which I'm just thinking about that because that was personally a pose that I really, really struggle with, which if you're not familiar with yoga, you're on your high knees and you arch your back and you place your hands at the bottom of your low back and you shine your chest up towards the ceiling, towards the sky, whatever it may be, and you allow your head to drop down behind your back. And something about camel pose is it's a heart opener. So typically if you're uncomfortable with yourself or if you're uncomfortable with maybe something going on in your mind or you're struggling with things, camel pose is really hard, not because of the physical stretch of your low back, but because you're uncomfortable with yourself. And for me, I found myself when I got into that posture, I would almost like hyperventilate. I would be like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I would have so much on my mind. And when I got into that breath work, when I finally found that balance and I was able to be like, okay, I'll inhale for two, exhale for two. And then that inhale for two became an inhale for four and exhale for four and that sort of thing. You really do feel your back start to arch and you start to fully allow yourself to transform into that posture. And I think that that is a really cool thing. And I really enjoy hearing that you're able to use yoga in that way because I think that breath and movement really do go hand in hand. And going back to what you were saying, yeah, you can do um, guided yoga practices on your own. You can do it through the Nike app. I know Peloton has some. Um, Core Power Yoga On Demand has ones on YouTube. You can literally just search yoga classes. Aloe has some free ones. Um, but I also challenge you guys to really do it on your own. I did a silent yoga practice last week, and that was really interesting. A silent yoga? Where you were yoga? able to flow silent. No music. Um, and it was candlelight. Mm. And you were able to really tune into your thoughts. And it was hard for me. And I'm someone where I do yoga every single day. And it was challenging because you have to almost rein in your thoughts with your breath. Um, so I really, I like what you were saying about even with your campers saying, hey, breathe. Because then they're able to take a second and be like, okay, it's almost like fight or flight, right? If you're in fight or flight mode, you're kind of like, okay, what am I doing next? Like, where am I going? What, like, what's happening? And you can't get your thoughts straight. Once you allow yourself a moment to breathe, okay, the threat isn't necessarily present or what I was so worked up about isn't that big of a deal as I thought it was. And that's not to say to invalidate yourself, but it allows yourself a moment to be like, okay, I'm good. And that's the same as you focusing on something out in nature as well. It's like you focus on something when you're having a panic attack or you focus on something when your thoughts spiraling or whatever it may be and you're like, okay, I'm good. Um, and so how do you transition that into what you do day to day? Because I think that 
That's you the big question. Someone. Yeah, you have so much going on. So I, I don't want to say like walk us through your day-to-day schedule because we don't want to sit here and be like, 8 a.m. I do this, 9 a.m. I do this. But you do so much. You wear so many hats. You bartend. You're um, in comedy. You are a librarian assistant. Like you're at the summer camps in the summer when you have so many people around you constantly. Say something happens on stage or say you're with your campers or say that you're coaching basketball and you have a moment. How do you transition all of these, I would say, breathing techniques or anti-anxiety techniques or even like relaxation methods into your day-to-day life? Yeah, it's all about knowing yourself really well. Um, And I say that like I like in the worst way possible paid the dues to get there. So like I had – um i'll never forget there was a night i had a panic attack uh it's one of the worst ones i've ever had um but that night like i live alone and like it sounds sad in the moment but like i didn't feel comfortable calling anybody so i sat there until i could figure out my breathing and calm myself down and then it's one of those moments where i was like oh this can just happen like and it's weird because like once you there's such a power of once you learn like hey you can sit in emotion and not be anxious and be okay um and some of that has come from my job. The library, I don't do a lot. Like, most days there are extremely boring. Um, but I've gotten some, like, bad news when I'm there. And sometimes you just have to sit in that emotion. Like, you're anxious and you mm-hmm. kind of are like, no, let me call this person. Let me fix this. But if you can learn how to sit in that, it works really well. Um, I think that there are different levels of anxiety. There's, like, excited anxiety. Like, uh I know, like, people before they go on a date or, like, before I get on stage, you have that, like, nervousness and, ex- like, a little bit of anxiety like that. Uh, I like to do high kicks. Um, I go outside before. If anyone sent me to a comedy <laughs> show, I will go outside. I'll bla- I'm big about blaring pop music. I've never and I'll do, seen the high kicks. I'll do high kicks or I'll fake wrestle with people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, like, your body just has – and it's I do it with some of my uh, – <laughs> when some of my middle school boys are nervous because they get nervous a lot. I'll be like, just do something stupid with them. And it I gets get... that nervousness energy out. Um, before I used to go on first dates, I would stare in the mirror and say my name as wrongly as I possibly could. And, like, do <laughs> silly bad introductions. But, like, it really does take that, like, it really does, A, show you how silly some of your nervousness is. But, A, it gets out. It gets it out of your body. And then a lot of times, like, you feel good and you're, you, so much of, like, comedy is a thing where the majority of it is how you feel and, like, if you go at it with enough of a good feeling, then people will catch on to that. Um, and if you do get anxious on stage, uh, it is the worst. <laughs> it is I could tell you that I breathe. Um, a lot of times what I do currently is I say a joke that's really funny to me and that makes me laugh. Um, and normally if I laugh, then I'm good because that's me breathing. Uh, and normally the audience will also react really well to you laughing. Uh, so that's been my trick on stage. So if you see me tell a silly so, joke, I will laugh really hard at it. I like that. And I'm going to call you out real quick. Um, I want to hear a joke that makes you laugh. A joke that makes me, <laughs> none of the jokes yeah, that I put you on the spot. None of the jokes that make me laugh are inappropriate. So we'll do, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. I'll do my favorite joke. It's still slightly inappropriate. Um, that's okay. You're good. A girl once asked me what my wildest sexual fantasy was, and I was uncomfortable talking to that girl about it in that Arby's, um, but on this podcast, should be fine. Uh, my wildest sexual fantasy <laughs> is basically the plot of a Hallmark Christmas movie. At 50, my wife dies of some unknown disease. I move out to Colorado, open up a bed and breakfast for myself, 
I'm doing pretty well for myself. I'm a little bit more cut now, a little bit more tone. I do maintenance on that fucking bed and breakfast I own. Um, oh my gosh, El Nino strikes again. Giant snowstorm. Business woman snowed in for two months. We folly slow. We folly. We slowly fall in love as I teach you the magic of Christmas and how to be charitable. Uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, we finally make love as our ginger men cool off. Uh, and that girl said to me in that Arby's that that seems a lot like you for you to be able to get off moving to Colorado for two months. And I said, you know, you don't understand. You're the wife that dies at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a classic. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I love that one. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Sorry for putting you on the spot, but I, I couldn't end this podcast without hearing at least you're always one like, joke. I've, he's done that one before Art Bar, and you're like, where is it going? And he's like, no, you're the one who dies. Sorry, gal. <laughs> Sorry, you don't you don't make it to the bed and breakfast. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, as we start to wrap up, I kind of want to end on a high note. I very much have enjoyed having you on the show. I know Emma has as well. Um, and it's been so great to hear your journey with finding relaxation and battling through anxiety as well as kind of what's made you tick. Um, but we like to end the podcast with a couple of questions. Um, and the first one always kind of throws people for a loop. Um, so it's okay. You can take a second if you need to like think about it. But okay. what's something that we have not asked you on the podcast that you would have liked to have been asked or something that we missed or just something that you want to share with our audience? Because I feel like often, you know, people come into a podcast and uh, for our listeners, I don't know if you guys know this, podcasts are not scripted for us. You can probably tell. Um, we just sit down and we have a general theme and we talk on it. But as the guest, this is your episode, your time to shine. So let this be your opportunity to do so. Okay. Uh, I think that the biggest thing I can say is that, like, um, shitty moments are just that, shitty moments. Uh, like, I think it's crazy because it was a, it was, I've, I've recently gone through a bad breakup last year, um, and it caused me a lot of anxiety and trauma. And you learn that, like, there are ways you can grieve and be in a shitty moment and let yourself have that shitty moment to yourself and still have a great rest of the day. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. so much we think of like everything is positive or negative. You can have tiny little negatives in a day and still have a great day. Uh, I think that that's the thing that, yeah, I think that answers the question. That's what, if, if I could say anything to all the Huga girls out there, that would be it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like love it. That. Yeah, I love just your whole concept you've kind of wrapped up with, with sitting in your emotions because I feel like you're often um, worried about how other people are perceiving you or, you know, other people's emotions. But if you really just acknowledge your emotions for what they are, I think there's a lot of peace in that of being like, okay, I'm having a bad hour or I'm having a bad morning. Being able to turn that around and kind of just like, Life obviously is hard, but there's also things that are always, they're only, they only have as much power as you give them. Not yeah. to say that you always have control over things that happen to you or that there's not hard things to get through. But I think it is really important um, what you're just saying of shitty moments can just be that. And you can sit in that and you can acknowledge it for what it is, but there's so much more and there's so much more control over our emotions and I think that's what we really got out of this episode is um how to control those you know those shitty moments of anxiety or kind of just the hectic part of life that um it's honestly daily life is just crazy and it's important to um be mindful of yourself and how you're feeling and at the end of the day life's about 
enjoying it. So yeah, don't be afraid to cry in a Taco Bell drive-through. I've done that several times. Go treat yourself to ice cream and cry on the way there. It's equally as fun. I like it. I think that that's important and that is good. And like I said, we so appreciate you being on the show today. It was awesome to meet you, even if virtually. And I know our listeners definitely enjoyed this episode as well. Um, I unfortunately am not in the Columbia area, so I cannot come see you perform. But if I am, I will definitely come and go to, what is it, Art Bar? Art Bar, New Brooklyn, um, so many places. (laughs) Okay, so for all of our listeners. Don't you go to Charleston? Oh, okay. Yeah, I go to Charles. I did the Charleston Comedy Festival. I go to Savannah a fair amount, Greenville. Um, I did Asheville a couple months ago. So Southeast. Okay. If you're in the Southeast, I can probably come come to your town. Yeah, plug okay, your Instagram sweet. for everyone. Yeah, I was gonna say plug plug yourself oh, so our listeners can connect with you. I am at everything social media wise. I'm sup. I'm Christian S U P I M, and then C H I S T I N. Uh, you can find me on everything. I post a new joke every week currently. Um, which is, I think we're like, oh, I, love I think that. we're like twenty weeks in. I know it's, it's very stressful, but I post challenging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I also occasionally post a, a wine and romance review. I haven't done one in a while, but maybe maybe the spring is time to do that again. Sweet. Well, thank you. And for our listeners, we'll have all of Christian's information in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? I know we're starting to wrap up, so. Oh, my money My money is that you guys moved to D.C. That's my bet. I listened to the episode about you guys trying to decide where you live. Uh, my money's D.C. on D.C. Okay. Yeah. That's not even on the list, okay. Christian. I know, but it's it's a small city. It's affordable. He, he it's, just knows. Yeah. He he knows. He's the inside scoop. Yeah. Um, slight plug for us. If you guys want to take your guesses, we'll have it on this story this week. So it's at Huga Girls Podcast. Also, when you guys are listening to this, um, happy Monday, and Emma and I are going to be in Costa Rica. So it's going to be a fun time. Stay tuned for a video recording of the podcast while we are there. We're bringing all the equipment as well as some other content coming you guys' way. Um, I haven't seen Emma, I haven't seen you since what? December. November? December? Yeah, it's mm. been a hot second. Mm. So. I'm excited to be back together, but Christian, thank you again so much for being on the show and we will thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And we will see you all next Monday. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy and stay stay (laughs) good. Bye y'all.